Welcome to another episode of Pre-Workout Thoughts, a comedy and fitness podcast hosted by me, Rose, or better are known online as Rosemary Faith Fit. While you dry scoop, over scoop, crack open an energy drink, or sip on a cold brew, this is the podcast for those of you wanting to have an open discussion. As you know, I love to talk about anything and everything. Fitness, mental health, self-improvement, and relationships are important to me, and so is not taking everything too seriously. So buckle up for this epic mental mind pup. What is up, podcast? Pre-workout thoughts, pre-workout addies. I feel like I said that recently in my IG, and I want to stick with it. I really, really like it. So I wanted to preface this episode and say that we are going into a prep bikini athlete episode with a guest today, an awesome guest, a friend of mine, and she's currently six weeks out. I was just watching her one of her YouTube videos this week. She has a YouTube channel. I really, really enjoy it. It's just like a chill, informative YouTube on things that interest me and motivate me to keep healthy. So I thought I would get, plug that YouTube um, channel for you, um, and it'll be in the show notes as always. Um, maybe a little bit of housekeeping as well. Uh, if you haven't yet, listen to this last episode that I did, Mama's Home. It's just me and you, Mama Sita, talking to the mic about my most recent experiences, being an ambassador for EHP Labs, what I experienced, kind of, you know, the different ambassadorships that I've had versus being a sponsor and whatnot. And so if you want to support me, if you just want a short and sweet episode, go ahead and listen back. That being said, here we go. It's Friday. Get on the Stairmaster, get out and enjoy the sun and listen to this awesome interview. Last thing, I'll also say just from the YouTube that I've been watching recently and seeing Emma go through all these preps, I'll just say this, and I don't say this about a lot of people, but this girl will go pro. It's only a matter of time. I wish I had told her this myself. She'll listen to it when she hears this episode. But Queen, you're going far in this sport, and I'm so fucking proud and excited for you. Now sit back and let the pre-workout thoughts flow. Guest today is Emma McDougal. She is a bikini competitor in the CPA League, and... I, before I let her introduce herself, I have a question for you, Emma, that I love to ask my guests. It's a two-parter. So first off, what is your go-to favorite pre-workout currently? And after you tell us about that one, what is your worst experience with pre-workout or the pre-workout that you are going to tell us to stay away from? Okay. Um, So my pre-workout bias, because I am with BioX, they sponsor me. My favorite pre-workout. Shout out. There. <laughs> Drop my code in your podcast description. Um, this chair is really squeaky. I'm just not going to move. So uh, that one's Power Pump. They have two different kinds. They okay. have a powder, like a typical pre-workout jar, or they have ones that are pre-bottled and ready to drink. Uh, the ready oh. to drink ones are my favorite just because I have like a lineup of them in my fridge and I can just grab them and go. And especially... The weather is getting nicer and I'm in lockdown and people are like running and doing hikes and stuff outside. It's like really nice to just grab it and it stays cold. And especially they have this lemon iced tea flavor and it's not sweet. I don't like super like in my face. Oh my God, that's sour. It's like really mild. It tastes like an unsweetened 
lemon iced tea. Okay. So, Wait, that sounds amazing. Like we, can yeah. we order that online? Like that sounds amazing. You what? can order <laughs> online in two fours on the website. They also okay. sell them at Popeye's just in the <gasps> fridge, like as singles too. So you can just get like single ones, but that was my favorite. That one okay. also has uh, a bit of glycerol in it, which the powder one doesn't. And glycerol is a really, really good like pump booster. It's my favorite one. Like if you've ever had just pump products and they taste very almost gritty, like they don't shake up well, these are shaken yeah. up well. And maybe it's because they've been like in bottles, but it's just, it's the best pump product. So I like that more than the powder. Okay. That sounds amazing. I'm not going to lie. Like I never, this is the first time I'm hearing about that, but, and then you don't have to stir it and deal with all the crap when you stir it yourself. So that sounds really like a good deal. You don't have to worry about like leaving and leaving it in the car overnight and then it being gross. Oh yeah. Make sure you recycle obviously because they're plastic bottles, but as long as you're recycling. Okay. But the worst pre-workout, do you want me to name brands or should I not name brands? If I want to oh, go ahead. Name drop. It's fine. Okay. It's all good. Uh, the worst experience I had with a pre-workout, I wouldn't say it's because it's like not potent or didn't work, but it made me like sick. And a lot, I think a lot of people get sick from pre-workouts in general, but this one, it was, um, I think it was like a Red X lab. It was like the swole. Oh. It was called okay. two, and they actually have one that I really like. They have one called Swole and one called like Juiced, and I actually really like the Juiced one. It was awesome. Okay. So I was like, I'm gonna try the Swole one because I think it had extra pump stuff. And okay, the scoop looked like a protein powder scoop. It was like, oh gosh, size. that's so huge. Like, oh my god! And I took a scoop of it and I shook it up, and like the flavor is great. But then halfway into my workout, and I wasn't training anything like that intensely. I was like doing like triceps and shoulders. So it's, that's almost like a pump workout. <laughs> and I was into my second set of like tricep extensions. And I just felt like really nauseous. I had like cold sweats and like, I felt oh. like I was going to throw up. I went to the bathroom and just like composed myself. And I was like, okay, oh, girl. Good. And like, I was like, I think I was eight weeks out, which like, yeah, you can get a little uh, during those times. But like, I was feeling good that morning and I had a big breakfast. Like it was just weird. And then I went back yeah. to finish and it did it again. And I like mm. had to text my boss that morning. Cause I was going to go to work after. And I was like, I can't come in. I feel like I'm going to faint. I didn't want to be like, I took a pre-workout that I couldn't handle. So maybe it was just too strong <laughs> for me, but it actually like made me nearly throw up and like pouring cold sweats. Mm. Yeah. And the digestion, I mean, I, I know that that can happen, right? Like you feel upset in the stomach and yeah. Oof. Yeah, no, I get you. Okay. So red X, huh? I never used it. So I can't say uh, I have had the experience, but I've had similar experiences with other pre-workouts. So I know exactly what you're talking about and you just have to put an end to that workout and move on. Yeah. (laughs) Thank God. I did not want to go home and lie in bed and be like, but yeah. Okay. So, all right. Good to know. Now, um, So if you don't mind, before we get into the questions today, like telling us, you know, a little bit about yourself uh, as an athlete, uh, where you're from and all that. All right. Well, my name's Emma. We went over that. I am 23 and I'm from Halifax, Nova Scotia. I lived here my entire life. I live here with my boyfriend and my dog. And I've been an athlete for about four-ish years. It's kind of just what I like live and breathe to be honest like I feel like I don't have a whole lot of a life outside of like 
social media, fitness, and like my little home here. Um, I do, I am certified in personal training and nutrition, except I don't practice that as for work right now, especially during the pandemic. There's just not work yeah. out there for that. Right now I am just bartending. I manage a sports bar and that's, it pays the bills right now. It's kind of fun, but I would definitely like to steer my career more into fitness in the future. But I just think we have to wait until this pandemic is over to really yeah. kind of get foot in the door. Anyway, yeah, with the uh, with Nova Scotia, you've been in lockdown now, like since not to cut you off, but just can can you uh, explain? Have you been in lockdown more recently, or were you always in lockdown from the start? Uh, no, we've probably actually been in lockdown the least in all of Canada. Oh. Us and New Brunswick, PEI and Newfoundland, we've been like really really lucky, and it's definitely due to like we have a smaller population in general, and we did close our borders to the rest of Canada. Uh, yeah. so like, I know the rest of Canada can travel within each other and it's fine, but I can't leave Nova Scotia without having to isolate coming back during okay. where all the maritime provinces like PEI, New Brunswick and Newfoundland, there was an Atlantic bubble. So we could travel within those provinces without having to isolate, but we couldn't leave those four provinces. And just recently wow. the, when the cases got bad again, we had to shut the borders just per province around Christmas time. So the very first shutdown around March, that lasted about two months. Things opened back up for us in June. We had all summer and even fall, and then things shut down late November until late December, and things opened up early January. We were open okay. January until about two weeks ago. We just shut back down two weeks ago. So you've been working in and out of the gyms as well? Um, so I've been like working out at gyms mostly the whole time, except for the shutdowns, we are working from home. We have okay. no access to any gyms. Um, some people who maybe work at like private gyms, they've been able to get in, but for the most part, like they're strict. They're not letting anyone in. Rowan, my boyfriend mm -hmm. works at a gym. He's not allowed to train there. So we got workouts wow. for now. Yeah, for sure. They did just put a notice out one of the COVID briefings, the premier said that apartment gyms were able to open like booking for households. So right. I'm about to go harass my landlord after this, actually. <laughs> yeah, let's go open. He needs to understand. Yeah. So I think I, I want to know more about your prep that I think you're well, you're currently prepping. And so walk me through a little bit how you got into bodybuilding. Uh, what's your background with that? So oh, how I got into it is like the least interesting thing ever. I just kind of decided, you know what? I have nothing on the go. Let's take this challenge on. I started just getting into fitness in general because literally I was kind of bored as a teenager. I was just a big like partier. And all I did was like party and drink and do drugs all the time. And when I stopped doing that, my social life kind of diminished. So I had like nothing to do. I found like, I was like lonely, had nothing. So kind of just joined the gym for like fun, literally like this will kill an hour of my day. I ended up getting super into it. And then like this guy that like knows my parents kind of like he lived near my brother and I growing up, but we didn't know him that well, but we like chatted him up at the gym. He was like involved in a lot of the bodybuilding stuff in the province. And he was like, you should give this a try. Like you're in great shape, like give it a try. Like it'd be a shame if you never tried it once cause you kill it. So I was like, okay. So that's kind of just how it got started. And he actually gave me like the contact info for my coach, a girl that could like help me pose a bit and like someone to design suits and all just okay. kind of resources on where to learn. And then from there, 
I just took off and kept learning. Yeah. And you, so you kind of just walked into it, like you said, by chance and it stumbled into your life. But before that, you know, was there a big drastic change between your life of partying and not, or is that also kind of like a soft break? Um, I mostly kind of just said, all right, this is enough. I feel like a freaking loser. I'm an adult. Like I can mm. see bad things happening to the people around me and them getting into trouble on like just getting hurt and into mm. situations that yeah. I never wanted to be a part of or even have to see in my life. So I was just said enough of this. And I basically just cut cold Turkey, everyone off. <laughs> so, yeah. You're just over it. Yeah. And the ones that I didn't really cut off, we kind of just drifted because all they did was drink and stuff. So yeah, that kind of makes you feel lonely to have like friends and then you kind of just lose them because your interests are different. But then when you start doing mm. a different activity, like fitness and things, I obviously met people there. But. For sure. That makes sense. I think that I definitely relate to that as someone who in high school has a similar path to yours with partying and stuff like that. And those connections that you make along the way from that, but when you change as a person, you almost can't relate to those people anyways. Right. Yeah. And you realize everything you have in common is just like you both like partying hard <laughs> and then you try to yeah. talk to the next sober during the day and you're like, what do we even talk about? What do we do? Mm, yeah, exactly. Like that lifestyle, I think for many people, it gets boring and gets dull. It's not something that you want. And like, honestly, I, I find it hard to believe that people want that lifestyle for life. Right. Yeah. So you, you shifted towards bodybuilding and is that approach that you had at the time, the same that you have now? Like what, how was that evolution from your first prep and your dieting? What was that like? Like in terms of like my meal plans and things like my approach to dieting. So right now I do like, I wouldn't call it if it fits your macros approach, but more just flexible dieting which is like a more used term now that I hear just because if it fits your macros is really associated with like fitting pop tarts and junk food into your macros. And that's just kind of not what I'm about or what I believe in. I did go through a small phase like that, just honestly, as I was learning and I realized, Oh, I can have this, like, this is okay. But I've never been a huge, like fit all the junk I can in. I was pretty lucky in my, my dogs. Okay. (laughs) I was pretty lucky. Like the coach that I, I don't want to say got matched up with, but basically the coach that the guy we knew directed me to his way of doing things was a meal plan, but it wasn't like a meal plan. Like this is a meal. This is your next meal. This is your next meal. Mm -hmm. It was more so like pick a type of carb and it was like oats or pasta or rice or this or that. So it was like endless options of different macros and I didn't even know they were called macros at the, at the time just pick a carb <laughs> pick a fat yeah pick a protein so I could really just like mix and match all these things and I could come up with like like I could make my oatmeal into a pancake if I wanted or I could just choose whatever so like eventually further down into my prep I would see something say at the grocery store and I would send like a picture of it to him and be like this looks like kind of healthy like this is what it says on the back like can I have this and he would like tell me and guide me and be like this is the same as your half cup of oatmeal. You can actually have two of those will equal to like your lunchtime. I'm like, okay. So then Mm. you start to kind of match things up. And then I actually learned more about it just during my cardio sessions, because I would watch things like YouTube or listen to podcasts where they talk about it. And then I'd kind of like, it would click that that's what I was doing in my head, I guess, when matching other food. 
started to kind of mess around with it myself. And I actually finished that prep, like transitioning into macros. So I started more on a meal plan, but it was never a strict one. And then I finished the entire prep only on macros. Wow. I say I finished okay. the prep, but I was like, by the time that happened, it was like four weeks out. I didn't have a lot of wiggle room anyways, but it definitely mm-hmm. made my last four weeks kind of more fun, which was great because yeah. that's the harder part. <laughs> and is there a change in terms of how you got lean back then versus how you got lean at your last prep? Um, and I know that show was really awesome and how it went down. I want to talk more about flexible dieting as well. Um, so in terms of that, how did it contribute to your leanness and how your body reacted? Um, so I definitely, the reason I don't do an IIFYM is because there is just too many variables. If I am having a lot of like packaged and processed foods, my digestion is, it works best kind of on like a meal plan. And whenever I do get my set of macros, I will almost make myself a meal plan or I'll just mess around with meals and I'll find the ones that like I really like as well as digest well and don't make me feel bloated. And like, I can see consistency on the scale and I just stick with those. And then when my macros get lower or higher, I'll just adjust from there. So I would consider myself to be on kind of a meal plan that I make for myself, just based on the macros. Okay. Me. I only really have one meal that's different every day. Like I pretty much had the same breakfast, same lunch, same snack. And then I'll have like a different dinner with something, because if you are changing your meals every day and just playing Tetris with your macros all the time, yeah, it's just too hard to track progress. Like, okay. Yeah. labels, Labels can lie too. a lot of protein bars have been like exposed for having like the wrong label claims all those bars that claim lower calories and just not counting the fiber when there is calories mm. there too. And things can also like bloat you a lot and you don't want to step on the scale the next day and you're still losing fat, but you're so bloated or like backed up or something that the scale's not moving. Then your calories get cut, even though you are losing fat, it's just the inflammation. So it's just way easier to track progress when you're not messing around with all of that. So I think this prep, I am more controlled with my food than my last. And I am definitely getting leaner at a faster rate. Yeah. My last prep, I didn't get quite as lean because I only did a 12 week prep too, which wasn't really smart of me. I kind of just wanted to like do it because the prep beforehand got canceled because of COVID. So I was just like, I want to do this prep. I'm going to do it. Went too fast. Didn't get quite lean enough. I probably had about five pounds to lose, but I'm also a lot more controlled this prep and giving myself more time, which helps. Yeah. I think that's a good point that you bring up about, you know, the variables that people maybe don't even think about, like it's hard after that to see during a weekly check-in, what was the cause of certain inflammation in the gut or of the skin? Well, if you're having different variables of macros all the time, well, you won't be able to know, you won't be able to identify what foods you're reacting badly to. Whereas that's why I think the majority of dieters for bodybuilding at least tend to go towards meal plan because even if it's like you that they have built it themselves and that they know it themselves because that's what works for just tracking and like science the science behind it if you would and um you did say that like in terms of processed food you would avoid that of course during prep um but 
I, I mean, I follow you on Instagram. Everybody who will watch this, go follow her. Like, I really like the recipes that you post on there. You know, I think some of them, if it's a protein recipe and it's healthy and, and tasty, that that's, of course, something that even on prep you can integrate. But um, I'm curious about how you, you know, I, I see you eating a lot of like popcorn, a lot of, I, I mean, I, I've shit on Walden Farms a little bit. So I'm like, if I see you like Walden Farms products and like sugar-free, like diet pop, like, is that something that you keep for the off season? Or like, how do you explain being able to um, have those foods into your lifestyle? So I guess when I say processed, I don't mean fully like I don't mean all processed foods like I'm not like I'll say paleo maybe like not every single mm. thing I eat is a whole food I mean things like like a pop tart or wrapped up from the gas station those kind of processed foods and like protein bars yes and once in a while I will have one I won't if I'm like sub six or seven weeks out then no um okay but if it's midweek and I'm doing something and I'm like in a rush and on the go and I get a protein bar I'll have one. And sometimes I know it's not going to sit well. Same with like mm. popcorn. Popcorn is for the most part, if you just use the plain kernels, then it is just corn. So like yeah. get a bag popcorn, I would get the smart pop. All the fitness people know that. And even then I still weigh it out too. That's another thing. If you are going to eat something from a package, make sure it weighs what the, pa- like what the package says, because this bag okay. of popcorn yeah we'll say 50 grams, it's 160 calories, 30 carbs, but then you dump the whole thing in a bowl and it's like 80 grams. So yeah. So weighing your food. Yeah. And I still will use like a bread, like a low carb bread or like the Joseph's lavish wrap. So I'll have to weigh those. Anything that is processed and that could have variables, I will make sure. But most of those things all agree with me really well. Sometimes popcorn can make me a bit bloated. And I think that happens Mm -hmm. for a lot of people, but something that I just know that I don't have it like two nights before like check-in day. If I'm checking in right. the next morning, sometimes I'll skip the popcorn and I will see my weight drop. So okay. my weight is consistently dropping. So it's mm-hmm. kind of something like that. I wouldn't try a new processed food every day. I wouldn't be creating new meals and new recipes using anything that I'm not already used to. Artificial sweeteners have never been an issue for me personally. Um, okay. You're lucky for that then. Yeah. Maybe it's just because I've, I've always had them for so, so long. I'm worried, honestly, if I were to cut them out for a bit, that if I introduce them, that it would hurt me. So I know some people do have like issues and they can only use like stevia or it's like sometimes mm. not even that, but yes, something like a diet sure. pop. I definitely don't look my best after a diet pop, but I'm, I'm aware of that. And I'm not going to like drink it before I check in or on getting close to show like two weeks out it's going. Okay. So those are things that like, cause in, in my mind, you know, I, I don't know if it's like the approach of the coaching that I have and stuff like that. Like, I think the, the OG like bodybuilder, you know, sometimes can be a little bit too military in some cases. Right. Um, especially as you, you move up in, in this kind of, uh, sport, but would you say that then is there like a myth that you can't have those things in the, in the prep or, it, does it kind of depend on the person? Um, I don't think it will affect you actually losing weight in the long run. It can definitely affect your look. So that's just something to pay attention to because we do see like living proof of people that do follow like more flexible dieting. Like a good example would be like, you do follow Duraja Hill. 
Yep. Yeah, I know. She only does that kind of stuff. She keeps all that in, but it really depends on the person. Like if you find you're stalling because of that, like, I mean, we all know if there is literally zero calories, then you can't gain weight from zero calories, but inflammation on the scale can affect everything else. And like I said earlier, you don't want your food to get cut down when it doesn't even need to be, you're just inflamed mm. or you're just like constipated from a quest bar, <laughs> which is like yeah, the yeah. most common I think that I hear. Um, I think there's definitely just like a time and place for it. So midweek, and if you're busy, then sure have it. It really just what works for you. I think, yeah, like you said, it's pretty military. The whole, like, I don't eat for pleasure or enjoyment, eat like a dog like, <laughs> versus yeah. like, I can eat pop tarts every day and get lean. Like there's, there's not often a middle ground that you see much right now, <laughs> but I'm yeah. pretty middle ground. I'll pretty much. I guess my method is like eat meal plan foods, but like I will put stuff on it. <laughs> I yes. like G Hughes sugar-free barbecue sauce, but I will track that. And things like Walden Farms, I never go with Walden Farms only because first okay. of all, it's more expensive and you can get no sugar added at the grocery store and it's like 30 calories versus Walden Farms, which is zero. But yes, thank a you. whole bottle of Walden Farms is not zero calories. So mm. If I do have Walden Farms, I'll even track it as the regular no sugar added. And I think that also kind of hurts people's stomach less because you can, there's less ingredients. I'm not like one of those people that are like, the shorter the ingredients, the better. But in some cases, yeah. it definitely is. And it really just depends on you and your stomach and your digestion. It's so awesome to have you on as a guest right now as we're talking about this because people that I've been keeping up with the podcast so far will know that literally no one, no single guest so far has had the same approach to prepping and to getting lean. And so far, like you said, your approach is probably the most middle ground that I've seen because on one hand, you have tailored a flexible dieting, but you know, you call it flexible dieting because it has all these different foods in it, but also a meal plan that you have tailored to suit your needs. And on top of that, until you shred down to the, to the show, you are adding foods that are quote unquote normal too, and that are familiar and fun. So that's so cool to witness because I know it is. And is your boyfriend doing that same thing as well? Like what's his mentality on that? He is on a meal plan right now from his coach, but he also will add things in. Like we pretty much have the same breakfast, like a uh, cream of rice with like egg whites and he gets eggs because he gets more fats than me because he's a dude <laughs> oh, and, um, in like say our cream of rice we will still put like artificial sweeteners in there to make it taste good I'm not yeah. gonna eat a plain thing of cream of rice we have those like believe flavor infusers we swear by those he'll have diet pop he'll like add in like some fat-free cheese here and there if something isn't exactly he never he doesn't stray from his plan in terms of meals but say for breakfast if he wants like some turkey bacon he can take out like an egg, like he will sub things here and there. So he's just slightly less rigid than me. But at the same time, I think it's because he's still eating a lot of food. So he doesn't care as much. Yeah. Like they get to prep on a whole lot of food and like, until they get hungry, like, I feel like girls, like we have such little to work with and we want it to taste better. That's just something I see male, like just male versus female. We always want our things to taste better. And then some of the guys are just like, it's food. That's true. 
Okay. Well, um, I think that also what you brought up about the fact that I think people assume, or maybe it's just me. Like when I was looking at your, your page and stuff, I was like, damn, like her abs they're showing. And, you know, she eats like whole bags of popcorn and it's like, thank you for just being honest and saying like, no, like I actually track like even the sauces that I put, you know, I don't think anybody should be out here assuming that what you see on IG is like what you think. But what I was thinking was that, oh, like, it's just some people can load it up and like, and, but thank you just, I guess, for admitting and sharing that, you know, you do track even those fun foods because uh, that's the way that has worked for you. Right. Yeah. And if I notice something is just really messing up how I look and like how I digest it, that'll get completely cut out. I don't care. Like, like I said, like quest bars, mm-hmm. any protein bars that are like, have all that fake fiber, same with a lot of the breads with all yeah. the, not fake fiber, but just that, that weird fiber that <laughs> bars have. I can't digest those at all. I don't protein bars. I'll make my own before. Yeah. yeah. I, I love them in the off season. I love protein bars. I'll say that, but like, if I, there are certain ones that I know don't agree with me and I won't have them. Or like, I know that gluten, I've never had an issue with gluten. So I keep my low calorie bread in. it's like 50 calories a slice and like nine carbs. I can have that no problem, but it is like the lower calorie bread that I see all the, like the fitness people make their like, like the protein up wraps. I, I yes. don't see those. They hurt me. I don't know why, but so then, diet. Yeah. I'm wondering, uh, what's the best part about competing? Like, what is it that you, uh, either learned or got from it in your last preps and what's the, the hardest part and, and what keeps you going, you know, cause like now I know that you're in a lockdown situation and all that. So can you walk me through a little bit? What's been your learning curve and the, the best parts of doing this sport and what's keeping you going? Well, besides show day, which is like so, so fun, except for my last show day. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Like, honestly, I can't choose. I really love the whole process. I love seeing your body change. And part, I think we were just talking about food, but here's a little bit more is like seeing how your body reacts to stuff. Like I'll have one meal a day of this like steak and rice meal. And for some reason, it literally, it fills me out as if I just ate like a burger and fries. I'll like stand up and like veins will go everywhere just from like steak. It's like weird. So that's what kind of like my refeed was yesterday. He's like, go get a big steak. Mm. And then this morning I was like, like, just like seeing like the leaner you get, your body just does weird stuff. You know, like yeah, you start true. getting popular and you like take a bath and you stand up and you look like a freaking roadmap. Like, um, obviously it's hard, but just yeah. I just love the process. Seeing your body change is incredible. And I really do love the off season and growing once you start mm. feeling good again yes. and get past that off season, like gaining weight hump. I really like the whole process and I like tracking things all year round. I love seeing my strides in the gym. And then yeah. I love checking in on Sundays and comparing like week to week. And it's just having a goal to work towards, especially during COVID, like, especially with what's happening right now is kind of like I think keeping us together, like, yeah, I don't know sure. if I didn't have something to work towards right now, I would, I'd feel pretty lost. My, mm. during the very first shutdown is when the preps got canceled. So we were like working our jobs and then working like so hard on this prep and then everything came to a halt and we were like, 
I just felt so lost for a while. And that's actually when I went and got like my nutrition cert and like my personal training cert, because I just, I needed something to like do. I needed some sort of goal, some sort of challenge. So I think I just like having a challenge and having like a purpose for why I'm doing things every day. Yeah. I think that's so relatable and makes sense that that's what will keep you going. I think that's what will make you also a good competitor. How many times have you prepped? Uh, this is my fourth prep now. Okay. On three wow. shows, four, four preps, but one prep was canceled. So, and then one, okay. one prep, wait. Yeah. Four preps, three shows. Um, one prep was canceled. This is my fourth. And then the first prep, the first, the shows were like in within the same season. Okay. So this is my third like season. Right. And then uh, talk to us about your last show. So you said the show day was <laughs> shitty. Like, obviously, um, I saw your stage photos, you know, at least I think the positive side, you had a matching mask, but they made you wear a mask on stage. And that's in my mind. I know that. I mean, I'm so happy for you that you were able to make it to show day period. I know a lot of people didn't. And I'm happy that you were able to have your moment, but I feel sad to know, you know, that you had to wear a mask and that there was all these regulations on this occasion, you know? So what exactly was that like? To be honest, the mask was fine only because since everything that happened, I had to do my own makeup. I'll kind of like run over the night just for people listening. What happened is everything was like just fine and dandy in New Nova Scotia and New Brunswick mm -hmm. over there. And then I guess they had a couple of COVID outbreaks and the premier said, okay, lockdown tonight. And it was Friday night. The show was on Saturday. And before the promoters could even reach out to anyone and say like, this is what's going on. The theater was held at, which was the Capitol theater actually sent out an email saying show is canceled. Like we'll refund your tickets and all of these competitors. And like, I found out from my mom because the ticket holders got told before the competitors, because I didn't have a ticket. So my mom called me chills. She's like on the road to New Brunswick, like ready to like come help me, like do stuff. And she's literally like just crossing the border to New Brunswick. And she's like, what's going on with the show? I'm like, what are you talking about? I was like napping. I had just got up to like shave my legs for my tan. And then I see all this stuff on social media about like shows canceled. And then the promoter literally went live on Facebook and she's like, guys, she's like, we're going to have the show and we're actually going to have it tonight. We can't have it tomorrow because it goes on lockdown starting at midnight. So the show is actually just in a couple hours. And I was like, what What the hell? Like, and like this, like our makeup person couldn't do my makeup. So I literally <laughs> took an Adderall. <laughs> <Shouldn't admit laughs> that. Oh we had God, them. And cause I was like, I need to zone in and get shit and we had to go to like within three hours I had to go to Walmart and buy all this like glitter makeup that like and I don't do makeup I don't even wear makeup I only wear mascara so <laughs> I had to buy all this like glitter makeup with like dark foundation because our makeup artists couldn't come and do everyone's makeup in that time that I had booked and then I went to a friend of mine also from Halifax who was up there for the show and my mom met us and, and my mom was doing our hair I was like putting I looked like like, like drag makeup, I guess is what I No, I girl. No, you look good. I, <laughs> my eyes look good, but from here down. And that's why I say I'm honestly oh, yeah. not upset about the mask <laughs> because my makeup was a disaster, but I had like my fake lashes on the tan. They tanned us quickly and they didn't glaze us. 
So all of our stage pictures, like they just weren't, they didn't look very good because we weren't glazed. And not only that, none of us could peak properly. So yeah, I had just ate two cups of rice with chicken and like two tablespoons of almond butter, thinking that I'm going to like digest it overnight, wake up nice and full. So I'm there with like a pregnant looking stomach <laughs> that I will like poop this rice out. Like, so I'm like bloated. It was just, I was dehydrated because I, I do mess with water a little bit during my peak mm-hmm. week and it was supposed to yeah. like be perfected the next day. So I was still kind of like flat. So I'm trying to get my sodium and my water in and like pumping up. It just felt impossible. I felt, I felt bloated yet flat at the same time. Like it was just so hard. So like, honestly, the mask was nothing. It was the fact that like, I worked so hard for that physique, just for me to be able to peak like shit (laughs) and not show how like my glutes looked like washed out. It was pretty disappointing. Like I'm, I sound selfish to say it was disappointing because the promoters for them to be able to hold a show, they put it in a whole new venue. They literally called a hotel and set everything up within like a half hour. So for them to do that for us, that was incredible. So mm. no shade on the promoter saying it's disappointing because it's amazing that it even happened. I just mean like, I wish I looked better because I thought I looked pretty good the week leading up. Wasn't quite as lean, but I definitely was leaner than I looked on stage. You know, yeah, like I think that's a, it's funny now, but I bet, and I kind of had chills when you were saying about like, it's happening tonight and this and that, but in the moment, I'm sure that the stress also was like, probably not the best for your body, but girl, you came in first in your category. Did you not? Yeah, I did still. So yeah, you rocked it. So you rocked it. And the mask was not the hardest part. It seems like everything else of that night. Wow. That's, that's so crazy, right? Like this whole situation, what it did. We would have had to wear masks backstage anyways. And the, the, uh, the plan before everything went down was we had to wear masks the whole time backstage, right up until we walk on the stage. And there was going to be a little thing with hooks. So our restrictions, like we weren't shut down that much in the Maritimes, but our restrictions are freaking crazy. <laughs> Your mask so like everything was nuts, but the show went on because it was an open and a natural show. So they had to have two shows. And by the time it was midnight, uh, my mom and my boyfriend and people were like waiting in the hotel lobby, but midnight was when lockdown started. So a bunch of police came, kicked everybody out. Rowan, like, since he had like CPA gear on, he kind of looked like he was working with the show and he was big. So we kind of blended in and he, he snuck in and he was able to get videos, but everyone else got kicked out outside. I didn't get off stage until like, 2 a.m. almost and all the stuff shut down for lockdown I couldn't even get post-show food I made Rowan drive like four miles to this gas station that was open so I could get snacks <laughs> like it's such a disaster that is that's so like that sounds like really hectic and stressful and really fucked up when you think about it because like you have gold and you did it, you did the thing you prepped in COVID, which 90% of people can't say that they did, but then the celebration part is so like anticlimactic and worse. But Um, I'm very grateful though, just because like, I don't want to sound ungrateful that that show happened because most people around Canada, all their shows got canceled. So just the fact that we were up on stage, regardless of the circumstances is pretty incredible. I really feel for all the ones that went to nationals in Toronto and then like it got canceled the day of, especially being here where they had to isolate coming home and did never go to eat. Like, so I'm pretty grateful. 
what show are you prepping for now? So Atlantics is a show in Moncton. So okay. that is about nine weeks out, eight and a half weeks out. So they have a backup date too already. So if shit is it is- a nationals? Uh, it's not a national show. I'm okay. qualified for nationals and we do plan on doing some national shows. We're just not sure in what uh, we're aiming for Toronto, but let's be yeah. real. We don't know how that one's going to be. So mm-hmm. we were actually considering maybe going to the States because they have Olympia amateur and they also have North Americans. And there was talk of Arnold's being in like October or something. We're just okay. not sure. So we figure even if Toronto seems like a go, if it's like sketchy, we would rather go down to the States, do a show with our masks off, easy, no restrictions and come home, yeah. then go to the Toronto. Maybe it gets canceled and there's crazy restrictions, no expo, and then have to isolate when I come home, no matter what. Whereas in the States, they'll have like these big, cool expos, you know, so. That's awesome. I think it's going to be a, an experience either way. I yeah. hope that you, I mean, the States would be a lot more fun and free to be able to do shows, a lot more stability there in terms of like schedule and stuff like that. Whereas here, I know they're doing their best, but it is just a hard time to plan events and things like that because the the, the situation changes day to day, right? Yeah. So um, what's your mindset going into this prep? And uh, at the same time, what advice do you give to someone who's prepping now under the same situations as you, you know, like in COVID, uh, when things aren't uncertain and there's gyms opening or not, what, what kind of mindset are you preparing for? Um, my mindset going in is that I'm going to compete no matter what, knowing that there's a backup date. I just have to think of all the positives. If I get to compete Mm. in nine weeks, then that's amazing. If things go South even more and I don't get to compete for an extra nine weeks. So I'm either nine weeks or I'm 18 weeks out. But if that's the case, we're going to find out probably within the next three or four weeks. And if that's the case, then you can most likely increase your food. Like it depends where you are sitting in your prep too. If you're ahead behind, like right now I'm in a good spot. I'm slightly ahead or at least more ahead than I've ever been that I'd be able to kind of reverse diet for a few weeks and grow and actually get my metabolism like revving. And by the time I actually have to start cutting back again, I mean, I can get my food probably up to like 2000 calories and probably maintain this as long as I take it slow and actually stick to my reverse, which I would also, it would give me more time just to have kind of a chill summer. Like if I wanted to go out for like a drink with a friend, or if I like wanted to like my birthdays in a couple of weeks, you know, I could have some birthday cake or like just more, I could have like a camping trip and just prep my meals mm-hmm. and still have a drink by the fire and not have to like be, I don't want to say secluded in a prep, but I mean, we're all kind of guilty of like shutting ourselves out once we start to feel tired. But if we do have to wait an additional nine weeks, it just gives us time to kind of have a chill prep if that's even a thing, or if you are behind and yeah. you, you don't feel ready, it just gives you more time. And it gives you probably a healthier prep because if you are behind and you have a lot to lose, you're going to be grinding yourself into the ground and your metabolism is going to be tanked. Everything, your hormones, your body's going to hate you. You have a lot more time to just take it slow and steady and still come in. So there's positives to both sides, as long as the show does happen. And our promoters, I know that they're going to 
keep having back updates. Like if something happens in September, they'll probably push it back again or they'll probably have something yeah. planned. So, but if your heart's not in it, then I don't know. It really depends on your mindset too. And like how you are for like, a lot of people aren't working right now. I'm not working, but I can still afford to prep, but it would suck if it kept going, if it keeps going past July and I'm still out of work. I don't yeah. know if I can go to the States to compete. Well, you, like you said, I think it takes uh, some kind of awareness of yourself of knowing like where you're at, are you behind, are you on time? And to stay positive, no matter what is going to help you because, you know, you don't want to get crushed because this one show didn't happen when there's going to be many, many others, you know? So um, I, I want to thank you, you know, for, for your time today, for letting us kind of be more in the know of what it's like to I, in a small portion, you know, cause there's a lot more to it than just the diet and just the mindset to prep, you know, you and I, you and I both know that, but um, for the listeners, you know, it, it takes, that discipline it takes that awareness it takes day in and day out and um with experience you are just going to keep getting better and better no matter what the struggles are right now the biggest one being covid and uncertainty but um i i want to thank you for coming on the show where can people find you uh what's your youtube and instagram and if you're other on, on other platforms they'll be in the show notes but where do you want people to find you so you can find my Instagram. My handle is just at Emma MacD.fit. That's M-A-C. People do M-C all the time, but Emma MacD.fit is my Instagram. My YouTube is just Emma McDougal. I'm not huge on YouTube yet. It's still a new thing, but it's actually surprisingly growing. So hopefully you can find me by my name, but if not, you can find that in my Instagram. And like you said, in your show notes and you can yes. follow my prep. I am documenting my entire prep, whether that's a nine week, prep or it could be an 18 week prep could be a long yeah. series we got going on stay here. tuned stay tuned yeah trying to be transparent on there so check me out on that thank you so much for having me this was fun yes well thank I you able to actually talk I was like oh my god I'm gonna freeze up I don't know what to say <laughs> you did amazing so yeah we're definitely gonna be uh cheering you on for this prep and you're going to kill it, babe. So I'm excited for you. Like you said, no matter what, you have the right mindset for it because you got to stay positive and that's exactly what you're doing. So you're already winning this prep, <laughs> whether you have nine weeks or, or more. Yay. I hope so. Thank you so much. One more thing. Don't forget to subscribe to pre-workout thoughts and share this episode with your friends. If you enjoyed it, that does help me keep motivated and growing the show. And that's what we want. We want more guests. We want these stories and experiences to be voiced out there on the show. I wanted to also add, because as I listen back or think after the pre-workout thoughts don't end after the pre-workout thoughts show, they go on and on and keep me up at night. And I have rampant insomnia only once a week. So I'm still healthy, bitch. But no, listen, I did want to say that from my point of view, and I think Emma knows this and we respect each other in that way, but from an outsider's point of view, maybe it felt like I was being pushy and asking really personal questions about her diet and going all in to kind of have those answers from her. I see that as kind of my journalistic brain turning on and finding out because I know Emma, I see her on her Instagram stories and what she's sharing about 
different products and fitness foods so of course and i see her shape obviously she's in fucking great shape she's killing it in her prep so that's why i did not hesitate to ask more about hey so how can you add those foods like popcorn and you know zero calorie foods and how do those affect your body you know is it because you know your body is it because you're comfortable having those foods in your diet and she was really awesome enough to answer those questions for me and not take offense. I mean, I don't expect that she would have been offended by those questions, but I just wanted to clear the air here for anybody who does think that that was too far. These are open conversations, guys. I've say, I say that in the intro every episode. So I'm really thankful to have someone kind of show her perspective on how you can have that flexibility in your diet and let us know a little bit more. What does flexible dieting mean to her? And so I hope that you enjoyed that, that you learned something for yourself and that you will stick around for the next one.